Osiris. To the party, pal. The mind-bending film and television podcast that you didn't know you needed. I am one of your hosts, Michael Shields, with our other host, Mitch Lucas. What's up, Mitch? What's up? How you doing? I'm great, man. This is um. I think this is going to be a wild ride of an episode. Yeah, we should talk really fast. Really fast. Sort of, keep things manic. Yeah, just never. No, no <laughs> keep the keep keep the uh, tempo up and just keep things crazy. Because today we are talking about uncut gems. A charismatic jeweler makes a high stakes bet that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime. In a precarious high-wire act, he must balance business, family, and adversaries on all sides in pursuit of the ultimate win. This is Uncut Gems, starring Adam Sandler, and directed and written by Josh and Benny Safdie. Yes. Safdie. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they seem to be some up-and-coming filmmakers. They're, you yeah. got to watch them. Yeah, this, Safdies are film fans. They're cinema Students of cinema, mm-hmm. they shoot on film, they shoot on 35 millimeter, uh, they know what it, what's involved, and uh, I just listened to a podcast between uh, those guys and Paul Thomas Anderson. I need it's to hear that, that's really, awesome. Really enlightening, really educational, and you can just uh, you can just tell how much they love the process of making movies, yeah. and uh, you know, and they're, they're, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how they grow and what yeah, yeah. They, so they're known. They're known for Good Time, which came out in 2017. That did pretty well yeah. with Robert uh, Patterson. Um, and Very so similar type of feel. Sure, it just doesn't feel like there's ever a, a stopping point. Yeah, and um, you know we're gonna really get into Adam Sandler's performance. I have no doubt, and 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 Robert was great in that too. And I just can see a lot of great actors and actresses wanting to work with these guys because they obviously. Um, you know, set a good template for a performance, and 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 yeah, obviously absolutely. it fueled fueled you know two pretty mighty performances. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So this um, just again some open thoughts about the film. Um, I went in pretty dark. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, you know, I, I I caught a trailer, but you know, I, I usually enlighten myself a bunch before I go into films. Okay. I, I, I like. Um, I'm. Uh, it's. I, I think I'm different than most people. I think um, more information. Uh, heightens my experience, yeah. you know, because I just, you know, um, there's things I'm already looking for or, um, you know, that I know a little bit 
you know, more information has led to more enjoyment for me. Uh, traditionally, this one, I knew little, and I felt like I got, I went through uh, a marathon at the yeah. end of it. I was not ready for that manic energy. I was no. not, I didn't expect um, uh, just, it just. Did ha- you know good time before you saw this? Yes. So, okay. so yeah, yeah, there was, there was, there was that familiarity, but you know, I, di- I didn't assume that they would, you know, continue with that aesthetic right. or that, that idea. Um, I was just. I, I I just I was I needed like a nap or something. It was wild. Yeah, I mean, there's a a constant sense of of busyness mm-hmm. and hysteria yeah. that's going on in his life, and it really plays into the New York lifestyle. Yeah, but, and I think it's a great New Yorker movie because though most of us aren't in gambling debts and we're not in trouble with uh, <laughs> uh, gangsters. Yeah. We do have a sense of like we're doing too much yep. and we're, we're running too many errands and yeah. we have too many things going on trying to balance so many things. So I, I think it it plays into our our own, uh, you know, stress levels yeah. in, in our lives. And yeah, it could be for anyone, but it's about a it's about a guy who's dealing with a lot. It's completely stressful. It's a very, very stressful uh, uh, film on, on, on just so many levels. And it just, it, it keeps getting more and more stressful. Um, the first thing I thought about when I walked out of the film after I pulled myself together was um, uh, his, him, the character, Howard yeah. uh, Ratner. Um, I didn't like him much. And yeah. I found him entirely annoying. Um, and uh, I just, I... You know, I kept questioning his competency because, yeah. I mean, to get to a certain point that he's gotten to where he's got high-end clients and he's, he's working with all these these kind of the, the top uh, realm of uh, this, this CD underworld, you have to have some mm. certain level of competence. I mean, right. he's a homeowner. He's got a family. He's, he's got tons of money. Yeah. Um, but he's also, in, you know, seems completely incompetent. Yeah. So that was a lot for me to kind of unpack. I... I felt like I knew this guy. Did you? Did yeah. You, yeah. And I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that I liked him, mm-hmm. but I would say that I knew him and, and if I did know him in my real life, I probably would hang out with him. Oh, okay. I would I would I would always tell you how much I I would always tell you how crazy he made yeah. me, but I think yeah, this that's is my nutty friend. Guy, this is my nutty friend from Long yeah. Island. Yeah. He's just like one of those guys I don't think you can get rid of in your life. No. <laughs> um, a legacy friend. Reminds, yeah. He reminds me of a kid, you know, that you meet in, uh, in elementary school and he always has like the really cool house and it's always a mad house when you go over there yeah. and you're like, why do I, why? He definitely had the race he, car bed when he was a yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the, Kid that has every Nintendo game before it comes out or something, and he has already he's already yeah. like solved every game, and he's already gotten to Mike Tyson and beaten him. You know, yep, absolutely. But yeah, so um, I didn't like him. Yeah, and so it, it, it what I, I I immediately had this thought. I am a huge fan of the film Nightcrawler with oh, Jake right. Gyllenhaal, right? And um, and it, it, I. I don't think it's not it's not a necessity by any means to like a uh, to like a, a character or main character. I, I know, you know, it's discussed a lot in storytelling and in film that, you know, you, you got to be able it, it's best to either sympathize, understand or like a character. It, it, yeah. it, it does. But I don't think it's necessary. And sometimes it's fun not to. And, and, and um, you know, I just thought about it, I mean, because um, Lou Bloom, I think, is the character's name. 
in Nightcrawler. I mean, he's a despicable human being, right. ambulance chaser, just doing really bad things. And I thought it was fascinating to watch that type of human being. And I was, you know, I went on to think about um, other uh, protagonists yeah. that, that uh, you know, were in great films that you might not have liked. You're gonna get that in. King of Comedy. King of Comedy is one of the, one of the main ones I thought guy's of. Guys driving you crazy, but yeah. you still. Want um, to, yeah. Daniel uh, Plainview. I mean, he's Daniel. a he's a he's he's not a good man. Even in the there Joker. Be blood. I mean, we don't, the Joker. We're not pulling for yeah exactly. For um, uh, I love uh, Inside Lewin De- Davis. He's kind of a kind of, kind of a schlub type yeah. character. Um, have you seen Buffalo '66? A long time ago, it's one of my favorite films. It. Yeah, it's one of my. It's honestly, we should uh, we should revisit it at some point. It. It's one I it's really. One of, the only thing I remember about that movie is there's a there's like a scene where he just says spanning time about thirty times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're spending. Spanning they're in a photo booth, and uh, <laughs> he's trying to get her to understand, like to get into a spirit for for a picture. He's like, yeah. we're spanning, you know, like we're spanning it, times. It's spanning so yeah. Time. So he's um a Billy Brown in that, and he's he's a despicable character. And it's one of my favorite favorite films. That's. Yeah. Uh, it's a Vincent Gallo movie, um, but it just—it was wild. I, I kept analyzing because this—this, uh, you know, Howard was creating his own problems again and again and he again. He, his slippery slope was was uh, on water that he spilled on the ground. You know, and we realized that he's addicted to the mess. Yes. I mean, yes. Once the once once the problem is solved, there's a. I think there's something missing for him. There's a hole there, and. I don't think he ever feels like it's gonna really fall apart. Yeah, uh, I think he he lives inside of that. Well, I, I love I love uh, breaking down this character because this character is the film. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on. There's 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 other uh, elements to it, but I mean, he, yeah. at the heart of this film is this really fascinating and and well acted. I really want to discuss that soon, but um, uh, as you know, as much as I can question his competency. At the end of the day, and this is kind of endearing, he's a wide-eyed optimist. Yes. I really, I really, truly believe that he's a dreamer that like thinks he's like he's going to get yeah. through this and he's going to end up on top. That's the endearing part of his character. Mm-hmm. I think that's the part of it that you can get behind is that there's something positive that he. I mean, he does think everything's going to work out. He may be full of shit. Yeah, yeah, but he <laughs> does believe it. And uh, you know, I think there's times in our lives when. We have to believe it's all going to work out yep. as well, even though we know it's probably exactly. Not. It's it's that hope that gets you through. Yeah, and like how I mean, we would many of us would just crumble into a ball if yeah. if, if you really believe that you know if you start you know I mean both of us are kind of in art kind of in artistic fields and you know if you think if you were to sit down and dwell on the number of people who are kind of chasing the same dream. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you would, you would, you would start losing faith right away. You'd be like, "This yeah. is too much of an uphill battle," and like, right. it just, I mean, you have to sometimes, um, I mean, just kind of give over to to the belief, and you know, you're gonna get through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's, it's, it's very similar to a good time in the sense that you don't ever get a chance to you never feel like it's going to work out and you're but the more you go on the more you think there might be a chance yeah it's just a heartbreaking way to watch <laughs> to spend an hour and a half it is it was I, I i mean i didn't like i said i didn't expect it, uh, it you know i didn't know what to expect and it, it was just just moments into the movie as we're as we're going through i love they take you in through the diamond that was that was kind of a clever thing yeah. but um i I 
guess once it got going, I did expect a little bit more um, overt social commentary into the world, whether it was the mining, uh, you know, the the blood diamond type facet, right. or um, you know, there's uh, the, these these both gambling addicts or just materialism. But I guess that is is intertwined and kind of assumed. I mean, it's yeah. it's there. You know, one thing I remembered when I was watching this movie is. It looks and sounds exactly like Wall Street. Yeah. The, oh yeah. The, the Oliver Stone film, uh-huh. and I and I think that the the symbol and the the theme of that, while it wasn't the words, it was the like the pacing yep. and the tone and the speed of it yeah. is, is I think the sim- symbolism of our like short attention span sure. theaters in like wanting the next thing. Yeah. And wanting. Wanting stuff so much yeah. that we're just going after the materialism, next thing. materialism. And yeah, yeah. And just yeah, that that, in, that American uh, drive. Yeah, it's it's in the sort of making of it. It's yeah. in the editing. It's in the music. Definitely, and, and, and uh, the composition in full. Yeah, yeah, it isn't. It isn't what they say. Yeah, there's no there's no one that says this is the business we're in yeah. or anything yeah. like that. It's it's. Yeah, the the, the ills of like unchecked capitalism is kind of being being yeah. highlighted without without any sort of pointed uh, uh, you know. Uh, I even speaking would have on it. argued that you didn't even need the beginning scene. I mean, we know yeah. we know we know where these are coming yeah, from. Yeah, but uh, you know, my wife said she, you know, she we were discussing that, and she's like, "Well, it, it sort of gives you the 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 path of this diamond all yeah. the way into New York and that sort of." Yeah, well, that is cool. And it was fun to see him receive it. Um, uh, the diamond, we should speak on that a little bit. That was yeah. a big, big deal to them. They, um, they really, really wanted to get it right. They, uh, one of the producers, I forget his name. He, um, he, 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 you know, he had the arts department looking in and, and get, yeah. giving him a bunch of different diamonds. And he's like, he's like, no, this isn't it. He, I wish I knew his name, but he, uh, he took over the job. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm handling the diamond. Um, he ended up uh, wine to get this this opal. He ended up whining and dining um, a bunch of opal traders from Australia and convinced them to use that that special. So opal. it's real. It's real. Oh my yeah, god! Exactly. I didn't think about that for one it was, second. It was it was something, and I think that's good that we didn't think about it. But um, they it was it was such at the heart of the film that they took it so seriously. We're using a real diamond. I mean, that makes the actors are going to be yes. so much more connected and like, they're going to be holding this thing going. I'm really holding get the it. thing that this is about. Um, not to change the subject, but wasn't change there a scene in uh, hateful eight? I heard that when uh, Kurt Russell um, destroys the guitar, that that was actually a 100 year old guitar. No way. And they <laughs> didn't Tarantino had a, had a prop guitar and he didn't, he told, he like did it, but by accident, or he intentionally didn't use the prop guitar, and so <laughs> so that there was like a reaction, like yes. a full. <laughs> so Jennifer Jason's Lee's reaction in that is real because she's like, what she didn't have you done? think they were going to do it on that take. that guitar. <laughs> yeah, so I I'll have Tarantino's to manipulation is, <laughs> but there's a reality to that, you know. Yeah, absolutely, it does. <laughs> it, it 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 makes them respect what the you know what that object is, and and that was that was at the. At the heart of it, um, yeah, I, th- I thought that was that was crazy. So uh, we can't, we have to talk more, Adam. Just, yeah. I mean, this is he, um, you know, Adam Sandler does get some, um, uh, you know, shit 
for for some of the films he puts out. And I mean, he should. He he mails it in from time to time, and he puts out these kind of uh, these comedies that I mean, you know, I mean, they're, they're, I, I I don't mean to to pile on because I mean right. they're not for me. They're, they're, right. they're, there's I'm, there's obviously an audience for them, but I've always said this about him, and uh, we see this emphatically here. Is I mean, when he when he when he goes for it, he can do it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, I I think though that while his while the films he chooses, the scripts or whatever, may not suit everyone, I think he always is in. Okay. I mean, I I don't think that he looked at. Now I might be wrong, but I don't. I'm not sure that no, he looked at something. this differently than he did. Okay. The the recent one with the espionage film, uh, Vacation. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, um yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, you think you think he's going all I out think on that? It's all. He, he's either going all out on it, or he approaches them all with a similar yeah uh, importance. Mm-hmm. I I feel like he's looking at all this like, oh, he finally tried, and just saying like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like I, I yeah, maybe I'm off there. I just because I you know I see him in you know punch truck drunk love. I just right. thought it was a different. Um, you know, situation. I, I I liked him in Spanglish a lot. Funny people. Right. It felt a little like the tone felt a little. Maybe just tone. But I mean, I guess even in those, in what was different in this one to me yeah. is, um, I I he disappeared in this role in a different yeah. way. Where I, as Adam Sandler e as he is, um, you know, in some of his screaming. I lost the sight of Adam Sandler, and I was looking at Howard Ratner and this, this, oh, me too. you know, in just this, this, this very positive way that reflects on a on a great performance. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but think about how rare those scripts come. I mean, if he if he only did Paul Thomas Anderson, yeah. Softy Brothers, um, you know. We wouldn't be seeing him very often. No, so, no, no, exactly. Like we, we, yeah, we need we we're gonna want more Adam Sandler yeah. than like the the two or three times that someone that he works with, with like with a, a script with like a perfect it. one for yeah. it. So they um they he's been turning down this film from them. They wrote it with him in mind yeah. for ten years. Yeah, ten years. Maybe they were young filmmakers at the time. Yep. and They didn't have the pedigree built exactly. up for him to feel like yeah. it was. A real thing, yep. but you know they stuck with it. And um, they there was other actors attached to this. Um, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill was a big one. That was he would have been really good. He would have been great, wouldn't he? Yes. That was the first. The first thing I thought was like, uh, man, I like to see it. Sasha Baron Cohen was another one. Oh, he wasn't good. as attached. Like the Jonah okay. Hill one was like it was. It was kind of like full steam ahead until like something I don't know exactly what it was that couldn't, oh, okay. couldn't come up. But um, but yeah, but then. Um, then it came back full circle and they were able to connect and make it happen, which I just think is a cool, I love those Hollywood stories when someone has someone in mind and yeah. you know, it, it actually comes to fruition in that way. Yeah. Serendipity. It makes it all work. Yeah. They, I mean, those guys, I, if you have criterion app on your, on your television and, and, or subscribe to it or whatever, you're going to see, they have their collection of short films mm-hmm. on there and I have going through it and, these guys have done their work. I yeah, mean, they've they've made you know a number. I mean, they've made a feature or two long before Good Times. Mm-hmm. These guys have been putting stuff out, yep. and they yep. they're they're up and coming in terms of the world's knowledge of them. Mm-hmm. But they they're 
They're vets. Yeah. Is, you know, yeah, and it shows. Guys. It shows. I, this, I mean, this is the frenetic pace we're talking about. This is all purposely yeah. put together. It's, it's, it's a wildly crafted movie. And I'm excited that we have some New York filmmakers. Yeah, in. yeah. I, I, you know, it's great to have some filmmakers out there that are going to be shooting New York Shoot, Shooting here and telling yeah. New, New York stories. And this is decidedly a New York story. I yes. mean, you know, Mike Francesca's sh- showing up. Um, what do you think of the use of like Garnett in the weekend? I mean, it definitely it adds to it. And I was talking with someone about why it was shot in or why it was set in 2012, mm-hmm. which is a very odd time period to like. I mean, <laughs> to focus in is on that. Yeah. Would that be more difficult than doing like 1900 a period piece? Because yeah. you don't. Because like, what was different? Like, you got to yeah. get the signs and everything. I don't know. Like it's like the changes are so subtle, exactly. but important. Yes. Yeah. The clothing is going to be awkwardly different, yep. oddly different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. It seems like that would have been a hard, but maybe that was so that you could get Kevin Garnett yeah. to, to approach it like he was as though he was in his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that there were production choices that led them to set it in a few years yeah. in the past. Uh, and that was I mean, if you do the math, it was closer to when they wrote. Screenplay too, oh, you know. So it was it was yeah. that world at that time, right? They you know? they might have had to change a bunch a bunch of things to like yeah. bring into to adapt it to that. Yeah, I just thought the Kevin Garnett and even the Weekend thing mm-hmm. kind of brought you into that world. If you are yeah. this, um, you know, uh, jeweler with exclusive, um, you know, uh, product, these are, these are the type of people who are going to be circling in your world, and that that yeah. that's that. As you know, it also makes it fun to see. You know, I thought that did great too. But uh, he's it, perfect it, choice, and he's a good yeah. actor. For he did this great, role. right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's. It's very difficult. I've heard to play yourself in anything. Yeah, because it makes you like what is who <laughs> what I'm, is who are me? Who am I? I? Yeah, and where do I find a, this inspiration to play me? He did a great job of being natural. Um, the, also, the use of real jewelers and real pawn shop. Yeah. Uh, you know, employees. Um, there's some guys in there that, I mean, you're not going to be able to cast some of these characters. Yeah. There's just no way. Um, they're not going to... You'll never this. get that authenticity no. in that way. You uh, need the real deals. There yeah. was, a, like, the pawn shop owner that took the, the Celtics ring, he had a thing where every time he talked, he would, like, swallow. Uh-huh. He'd say something, and then sort of, like, his neck would go back yeah. and swallow. That, I'm not... You're never going to get that kind of unique detail, and it adds to the layers of this movie sure. that make you feel like, uh, you know, I shoot a lot of photography in New York. Mm-hmm. So I, I go down that street, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, in the jewelry district, the diamond district, diamond district often. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, and I, it's, uh, I'm sometimes intimidated cause I don't want anyone to, you know, like, uh, see me taking photos or anything. So I, Oh I yeah. Often avoid yeah. Why is he, why is he here? Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm often, uh, intimidated by that street. So it was, it was great to like have a sort of, uh, bird's eye view. Have you, um, have you, uh, partaken in deals on the diamond district? I've, I've had to buy rings and really? stuff down there. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Uh, I, my, it's, 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 it, it, it's it's real. Like it felt really? like that. It, they've done such a great job. You're right. The characters and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's, it's I wouldn't know where to begin. Or yeah. Where to go or who to go. Oh, I, I had people staring me down that way. But but that day you walk in to meet that jeweler and there's just like these all really? these. It was this giant giant room and these these giant rooms are all in different buildings <laughs> down there. When there's like forty different like little shops 
in with did the you thing. go to a storefront or did you go to a, like an upper room a private room it was it was a, it was on the lower floor and it was oh. just like they had all these different booths within this one large room and just gotcha. this wheel and deal felt again like felt like a wall street trading floor wow. it was completely intimidating and scary and if yeah. i didn't have like a good recommendation i would have felt out of my league i would have felt like i was getting ripped off it was some, someone oh walked God. me into there and the whole thing yeah. uh, before we go any further just a reminder that welcome to the party pal is part of the Osiris Podcast Podcast Network. Osiris is a podcast network bringing passionate fans of the arts, podcasts, and events they will love. Head over to OsirisPod.com for more information. Uh, Last episode, I talked about a couple new podcasts they have, and they just keep cranking them out. This is one I'm really excited for. It comes out February 5th. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Uh, It's called Road to Now. Just check it out, Mitch. It's really good. It's a... political podcast and it's hosted by Bob Crawford who um who's actually uh the bassist of the Avit brothers which is a great band oh, wow. and then um uh Ben Sawyer Dr. Ben Sawyer who's just um he's he's brilliant brilliant uh man historian but uh that's a cool one but so they got this new one coming called Politics of Truth where Bob Crawford um hosts a show about politics and music heading into the 2020 election each episode will feature a politically active musician or a political journalist. So that drops February 5th. I can't wait. I know, you know, his mind is gearing towards the election. I know, he, I love the idea that he's bringing in um, musicians who, who, you know, there's so many musicians out there I know who are spreading the good word about voting and, and about what, uh, what it means um, to uh, be an artist in uh, our so-called democracy that, these days. So that'll be fun. Uh, reminder, freak flag flying uh, about David Crosby. Episode two is now available and uh, still chasing just dropped. That is um, that was actually yeah available January 16th. All episodes of still chasing. That's me and Mike Fenoya's um, podcast about obsession and music. Check those out. Um, another actor I loved in Uncut Gems is the uh, Keith Stanfield. Yes. Damani. Damani. Yeah. Awesome. I'm such a fan. I, I love, um, uh, Atlanta, like yeah. profoundly. It's he's uh, uh, Darius in that. I have that. I, I went through and I was looking because uh, you know we reached a period of time where uh, we're, we're at the end of a de- end of a decade, and I was looking back at my be- favorite films of the decade, and Atlanta's right there at the top for me. That like in Fargo, Thrones, like that. That's a show that means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. Great show. So yeah, his character was really really cool. And the first time I saw him was in Get Out. Yeah, so this character is a huge uh, departure. Departure yeah. from from that. So uh, he he feels like somebody who's gonna have a, a ton of range and just like always keep you thinking. Sure. Or, or yeah. Keep you guessing. His his, his range actually, uh, I've only, it, it, it's it's awe inspiring. He's I mean yeah. he 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 can be this just like incredibly sophisticated character. Uh, Darius in Atlanta is is one of the most eccentric characters I've seen, uh, period. And you just, you don't know what he's thinking. You don't know what he's capable well, of. Well, I never knew, I never knew where he was going in the film. You could never trust him. Exactly. You knew that when he said, well, we'll have to go to Philadelphia and get yeah. it, that that was just a ploy to yep. get to the next thing. And um, he's perfect uh, foil yeah. for Howard in this. And, Definitely. Uh, you weren't sure his endgame. Don't let someone borrow this don't what? let that's, him borrow that's, this. That's why I was saying the um, the, <clears throat> the problems we're dealing with here were were of his own you know own cause. I mean he 
the minute he's just giving that stone away, you're just, yeah. I, I mean, my head was in my forehead. Like, this is, this is ridiculous. There was an interesting hierarchy structure going on in that scene where uh, Kevin Garnett's coming into his world and he had this chance, Howard has this chance to really show off his world and all these sure. things. Yeah. And there's a moment where he says, uh, uh, Kevin, do me a favor, don't lean up against that. And it was that sort of oh, taking, yeah. <laughs> taking ownership of, of his world. Uh-huh. And then he gives up, and then he gives him the stone and he completely gives up any any sort of, you know, agency that he yeah. had and yep. it's just stuck. No, I mean, so right after he gives away the stone, and this kind of goes back to the frenetic um, steamrolling nature of the show, I mean, he goes and he, he takes the... The, the 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 ring to get the money to make yeah. the bet. I mean, he's just digging his hole again and again, just like you know, moment after moment. It's 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 yeah, it, he, it's stressful. He didn't follow through with the plan, mm-hmm. and every time something was about to work out, I mean, like overbetting or I mean, uh, uh, overbidding yep. for uh, to try to bump up the bid on, yeah. on the on the stone itself was yeah, having Judd Hirsch that just thought, sets yep. you back. Yep. And then when you finally, you know, when you finally get somewhere, I, I, are we allowed to talk about sort of like how this ends and everything? Yeah, yeah, all spoilers I, all the time. And most this, people really who who listen to the the, the podcast, they they've seen this. Yeah, yeah. I posed this question: Had he not bet all the money without their uh, consent, mm-hmm. and just had he not done that and just given it to him, would that guy have shot him anyway? Considering everything they've gone through, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think mean, so. Would he have just taken it and then? I don't know. That's a great question, though. It's, that is a great question. Obviously, every obviously I think it was beyond locking him in. Yeah, I I think that's what that well that's my take on it. I think yeah. it was beyond the money. It is what he what he put him through. That's the, like the disrespect. Yeah, and you know that was building. That was a shocking point when he turned on uh, Arno Eric Bogosian's character. Yeah. And shoots him. Yeah. It's like, um, th- we never really saw them... Uh, Have any sort of intense... We never saw... Yeah, we never saw the breakdown of their relationship, yeah. so... But I think... Uh, it, uh, yeah, we did not at all, but uh, it, obviously him and um, his his partner in crime had, yeah. they, they, like, had other it plans. It makes you wonder what was going on. Um, one of the great things about the story is that there's not a lot of exposition. Howard yeah. owes money, and we're off and running, yes. right? Yes, yep. So in the same respect, um, you don't know what these guys... But does Does uh, Eric Bogosian's character owe him money? Yeah. Are, are they at odds with they each They could other? be having the same uh, so, stressful-type yeah. lifestyle piecing it together. So and, we get a sense there's a larger world yeah. going on that we don't get all the information for, and sometimes that's just as helpful... Then if someone said everything and you got to see everything from nothing to, and then it all happens, yeah. we start right in the middle. Yeah. We don't need to know. We know that he probably, like, we don't need to know that he's $100,000 in debt. He just is. Yeah. And we know <laughs> enough about his character to yeah. know that that's probably going to yeah. happen next we, week. Even before we met uh, his family and his wife, we yeah. probably assumed there were some home life troubles going yeah. on. Yeah. So starting in the middle was a great, uh, was a really great move yeah. to to. You know, we're jumping on a moving train. We are jumping on so that. So that's part well of why I think we feel constantly panicked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That I just, I honestly, it, it, it was, I was so overwhelmed when I got out of out of, out of checking out this film. Um, someone who knows what it takes to bring these films to life, do you believe it? This was only, a, and I hate saying only when you're dealing with this amount of money. It's the only, it only was twenty million dollars. 
20 million. It's a huge hit with that in mind at this point. I mean, when you hear it, when you hear a number like that, you think, well, I could, you know, yeah, yeah, what could you do with it? But when you see where it's all allotted, no, it's probably, I mean, to shoot on location like that and on the streets and on shooting on film. You look at the actors, I mean, the quality of actors, even bringing in stars like The Weekend and and Garnett and and Latif is is like huge right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it, it is, uh, it is a big accomplishment. Another, another number. Um, it is, it is, it is gone to number seven uh, of all time of movies with the most F words. Really? Number seven? <laughs> it is number seven. It has the F word in it 408 times. Uh, that's three a minute. Wow. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of Scorsese on that. <laughs> a lot okay. of Scorsese. I was gonna, I knew yeah. you would ask. Uh, Casino was right around it. Yeah. It was, it, all it, yeah. those. But, um, well, that's good. That's, yeah. that's, that's a good calling card. It also shows uh, the authenticity, which is which is definitely true. So there's one, um, uh, in researching the film and just learning more about it, something I kept coming upon, which is kind of ridiculous but also funny, and it shows the fickle nature of a lot of um, movie fans, but also how we're invested, is um, there's a point in his house where he's he's yelling at the TV. Yeah. And um, they're just the game was just on, and it was uh, the game was on TNT. Yeah. It was like game was on TNT. But it's, that was the NBC opening music, was it not? Well, I, but that, that, that's not the controversy, because when the wife changes the channel, he comes back, he's like, put the game on ESPN. Oh. And so they, they, I came upon like five articles how like he's like getting, because it was just so, it's not so big TV, yeah. and it's a TNT. So well, that, that, yeah, that that sort of brings up my, my thing yeah. was, it was TNT, uh-huh. but if I'm not... Mistaken, that is the intro music for NBC's, NBC's coverage thing. of NBA games. Yeah, yeah. Unless NBC bought the package altogether and moved it, you know, or less, unless TNT bought like the package, but I'm gonna have to do my research. Yeah, yeah, no, ABC's in bed with um, TNT and ESPN and TBS. That those are all, they're actually all yeah. Disney companies. But um, when I when I was seeing that, I kept coming upon links to uh, uh, moviemistakes.com. All right, I went down a hole. Yeah. I, I couldn't help it, and it was just like um, in one uh, you'll appreciate. I know we're both Quentin people, and Pulp Fiction might be my favorite film of all yeah. time. But one that was like topping the list was the red dot <laughs> on Mia Wallace's chest. Like oh. at one point, it just disappears. We also know that the bullets when they shoot, uh, when they go to the apartment, and um, David Ar- not David Arquette. Uh, what is the other fellow's name? Well, when the guy that was in the bathroom the whole time, oh, yeah, comes yeah. out and shoots them. Yeah. The bullets are on the wall. Yeah. Already oh, they're the already wall. there. Yes. So he comes <laughs> oh, out. He says, I need Die, to see you that. motherfuckers!" Yeah. And he shoots it. And if you look, the the bullets before he fires. At I'm all, watching that immediately. You cut. You see them shocked. The bullets are there yeah. because of him. Then he shoots, and you know. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And it wasn't. And it wasn't from <laughs> the previous murders because one was on, one was towards the couch and the yep. other one was towards the table. Totally. So that is crazy. No, the whole list was was wild. There was a pretty woman. And I do good. remember that the red dot. Was you remember in, the, in, that it went away? Yeah. yeah. They they really had some good ones. If you want some fun, that's worth checking out. Um, yeah. So this this film was really fueled by Adam, um, Adam Sandler's performance, and Absolutely. I don't think that could be said enough. And are you an award show guy? Like do you? Yes. Uh, I I I enjoy them. When, we, we when it's movies that I have some have some investment in investment and, in, yeah. I'm really gonna be excited. I um. We, we, we historically haven't talked about it much. Uh, Brian Saxon, who, who hosts this for, for a while and, and hopefully comes back for more episodes, he, uh, he just he had no time for him. But yeah. I, um, I, and I, I've always enjoyed him. I've always thought that um, 
you know, they definitely don't get it perfect by any no. means. And, and they, 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 they need to work on it. And it looks like they're making steps to work on things to get it better. But if you look at uh, other award shows and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll key in on the, um, you know, like the Grammy Awards, yeah. I'm a big, big music fan. And there is no way you can tell me that in each of these categories, these are the best uh, no. whether indie rock albums or, or metal albums or whatever, like these, it's just ridiculous. It's obviously so influenced by by you know money and and just or just or just ignorance. I'm not exactly sure. I'm sure more money right. than ignorance, but I can't help but think that you know the the movie awards seem to get it mostly right. They focus in on the artistic movies, which I love, and as much as I love blockbusters, but I love that there's a place where they're talking about the art of cinema. Yeah. Um, I get. I love seeing the clips, you yeah. know, I'd like the year end clips of the in memoriam, seeing these all <clears throat> actors, I just, and actors and filmmakers that I just yeah. love the whole, you know, I, I know it's ridiculous in ways, but I, right. I, I get behind it. Well, we, we do get excited about it. And I can't think of a year ever with the exception of maybe 2008 with there will be blood and no country for old yeah. men, but a year where there was this many movies that were topping my list. Yeah. And many of them are going to be competing. Sure. I would have. Uh, I I certainly hope Adam Sandler gets the nomination. He will. He will. That's kind of where I was going with it. And I agree with you. First off, I've never been compelled. I haven't been this compelled over like a two month period to go to yeah. the movies in a, in a few years, and it feels good. Yeah. Um. Like I'm still like I can't. I'm gonna go see 1917 this week, and I can't wait. That was a very big surprise. Of yeah. Golden Globes for them I, to I, pop up and win. Yeah. I think best drama. And- Best and it's director. tough because nobody, nobody, what can we say? We don't know it. I mean, it's, it I think out, it's limited yeah. release right now, but it comes out, uh, uh, it just came out uh, last last Friday. Um, but uh, it's Adam wasn't uh, nominated for the Globes. And I was trying to think, I, like I was trying to piece together exactly why. First off, the Golden Globes can be weird like that. There's, there's okay. I mean, uh, it's <clears throat> we've seen um, Robert Downey Jr. get hailed for Sherlock, you know, and plus like the whole comedy music thing versus drama. I yeah, can see how that's... this is throwing this one off. Um, but I could see him getting an Emmy nod for this, and I think it would be well, it would be, it would, it, he would very much deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean... This is this is one of the best things I think he's done. Yeah. Um, but there's just a ton of competition. This yeah. Year, so absolutely. Well, it, it's speak on the globes just a touch. Um, I thought it was cool. I, I I was enjoying this year a lot of a lot of um, film and television projects that I really love from Fleabag, Once Time at Time, Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we both love. Secession. Yeah. Um, Phoenix getting it for the Joker. Olivia Coleman for for the Crown. She was so good. Brian Cox for Secession. There's that's what I'm saying. A lot of people who I think are so good are getting um, deservedly credited in these award shows, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. There was I was very happy with with uh, a lot of the choices. I'm yeah. putting all I'm throwing all my money into Once Upon a Time. Yeah, what that to me is the top. That's your top year. movie of the year. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's what I'm going to be a fan of. Yeah. When it's coming no, out. that makes sense to me. I'm I'm, try, I'm I'm holding holding back a little bit. I want to see 1917. I got. Yeah. Got a couple other out there. Um, so, anything else? Anything else we want to talk about with this film? I think I think uh, I think we gave it its just due, and and you know, it, to me, it is. Um, I just asked you a question, then then if it started, anything else you want to talk about? It's a heart. It's a heartbreaking film. Yep. Um, but yeah, any time a movie that we talk about here that shot on film, I'm going to point it out because yeah, it's hard please. to do. It's mm-hmm. a it's a huge artistic accomplishment, yep. and um, there is actually a print. Uh, there's actually a 35 millimeter viewing at the Metrograph, so I don't 
work for them. They don't know me, but <laughs> I think it's worth. I love that theater. Though. If you haven't seen it, though, that's a great place to that's see. That's the way to do it. Um, Did the, you see it in, in a situation where you were able to see it? Um, I haven't seen thirty-five of it yet. Okay, I, was, I saw it yeah. at my Kaufman Astoria, yeah. which is actually a great theater. Yeah, also next to the Momi. So, oh yeah, um, great place. Yeah, but uh, I think that that film. If this film is remembered, you're going to get a chance. They're going to make prints of it and maybe show it in awesome. revivals and or just you know special screenings and stuff. So keep yeah. your eye out. But yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I think it's it's just a, a manic wild ride, and it's almost worth it for the performance alone to check Absolutely. out. So cool. Uh, we don't know what's next, but we'll be coming back uh, with uh, another episode soon. And thank you everybody out there for joining the party. This podcast is in the loop, the legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.